Jesus man is still there. Uh, praise God. Uh, do me a favor, y'all. Let's go to the Gospel of St. Mark. Let's go to the Gospel of St. Mark. Uh, St. Mark chapter 5. Listen, I want to tell you right now ahead of time, this is not your traditional Mother's Day sermon. Uh, however, we still going to honor. We still going to honor. So the, the main character in the movie is still a woman, but this is not your traditional uh, Mother's Day sermon. And I, I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm going to tell you, I'm rambling at this point, but I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm kind of like over the uh, traditional obligations of what I'm supposed to be able to preach on certain days. Like, I'm kind of over that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I'm going to do whatever God says, regardless of what day it is in the year. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Some of y'all might not like that. Some of y'all want Mother's Day sermons on Mother's Day. And I get it. I get it. But, you know, All right. Gospel of St. Mark, Mark chapter 5. Let's drop down to verse 25. Good news translation today. Good news translation today. Uh, I love the good news translation. I think the whole Bible is good news. I like good news. All right. Uh, Mark 5 25 reads this way There was a woman who has suffered terribly from severe bleeding for 12 years, even though she had been treated by many doctors. She had spent all her money, but instead of getting better, she got worse all the time. She had heard about Jesus. So she came in the crowd behind him, saying to herself, If I could just touch his clothes, I'll get well. So she touched his cloak, and her bleeding stopped at once. And she had the feeling inside herself that she was healed of her trouble. Um, I got to reread something. I need to reread verse 27 and verse 28. Verse 27, 28. She had heard about Jesus, so she came in the crowd behind him. Now watch this, verse 28. Saying to herself, if I just touch his clothes, I will get well. Uh, we're going to spend just a few minutes today. Got to make sure. I went over last week, so I got to make sure I check the clock. We're going to talk for a few minutes today from this thought. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. God, we thank you for this moment in the word. We just ask that your spirit will continue to be with us. Give us understanding, clarity, and application, as well as obedience, as we try to live lives that are pleasing to you. God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. It is in your name we say amen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all that as we are uh, continuing in our series, The Power of the Tongue, I need to tell y'all something. I need to tell y'all that uh, in your life, uh, more times than not, the most important thing you'll ever hear is the message that you tell yourself. Okay. All right. Uh, one more time. Uh, in your life, more times than not, the most important thing that you'll ever hear is what you tell yourself. Yeah, uh, I need y'all to understand how important it is uh, what you tell what you tell yourself. Uh, I would gather to say that the number one the number one thing you'll ever hear uh, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But after that, uh, I'm, I, I believe that everything else you hear, most important thing is what you tell yourself because uh, even 
even after you hear the gospel, uh, there's a conversation that takes place uh, about whether or not you're going to believe it once you've heard it. There's a conversation that takes place whether or not you're going to accept it, whether or not you're going to apply it, whether or not you're going to live by it. And so it's important uh, what you tell yourself. What, what, I, I don't know that there are very many things in life that you'll ever hear that are more important than what you tell yourself. As we continue in our series, The Power of the Tongue, I need you to understand that as we consider the power of our words, don't be so focused on what you tell someone else that you miss the message that you tell yourself. Watch this. Look at the woman in the text. I like this woman in the text. I probably preach this text at least once a year. I love it. I probably preach this text at least once a year, and I don't know. Let's see, it's been once a year for maybe the last, hmm, maybe the last five, six years, and I don't know that it's ever been preached the same. I, 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 I love this text, and I, and I want to lift up a couple of things from the woman in this text. I wish y'all, I wish I knew this woman's name. I wish I knew her name, but the Bible doesn't tell us her name. I wish, I wish I knew where she was from. Bible doesn't tell us uh, where she was from. I wish I wish I knew uh, if she, what her lineage was. I, I wish I knew who her mother and father and grandfather were. Uh, but but the Bible the Bible doesn't tell us. I I, I wish I could tell you uh, whether or not she had any children. But unfortunately, the Bible doesn't tell us. Uh, unfortunately, the only thing we know about this woman is her issue. Uh, and sadly enough. Um, there are some of you uh, who have a testimony that's very similar to this woman where you feel like uh, the people around you, they may know who you are, but they don't really they don't really know you. The only thing they know about you are the things uh, that you've gone through. The only thing that they know about you uh, are, are some of the issues uh, that you have. The only thing that they seem to acknowledge are the imperfections that you possess. Some, some of y'all got that testimony, and I, I really wish that I could respect this woman enough to be able to call her by her name. But unfortunately, uh, we don't know her name. The only thing we know uh, is her issue. But, but, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This woman is amazing because this woman did not allow her issues to define her. Uh, she didn't allow her issues to define her. She didn't allow her ailments, her shortcomings, her frustrations. She didn't allow none of that to define her. And this woman had some uh, has some tenacity about her. And I, I want to show you a couple of things in the text because I believe that this woman is uh, a prime example uh, of the power of the tongue, uh, not just with what you say to other people, but with the message that you give yourself. I believe she's a prime example. So watch this. Watch what happens in the text, y'all. We're going to run through this fairly quickly. Watch what happens in the text because I, I want y'all to be able to take y'all's mamas uh, out to eat or something and, and, and spend some time with them. So we ain't going to take too long. Uh, but watch what, what happens in this text. Look at verses 25 and 26. Watch what happens in the text. Woman says, let me tell you something. That's what the woman says. She says, let me tell you something. She says, let me tell y'all what I heard. Let me tell y'all what I heard. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I heard. Watch this. Verse 25 and 26 says, there was a woman who has suffered terribly from severe bleeding for 12 years. 26 says, even though she had been treated by many doctors, she spent all her money, but instead of getting better, she got worse all the time. The woman says, let me tell you 
Let me tell you what I heard. Let me tell you what I heard. Woman says, for 12 years, I've been told what I can't do. 12 years, I've been hearing this. For 12 years, I've been told what I can't do. I've been told that I can't touch nobody. I've been told that can't nobody touch me. I've been told that I'm ceremonially unclean. I've been told that I'm so unclean I can't even socialize with people. I've been told that I can't even live in my home. I got to go and live with the other unclean people. I've been told that I can't participate in any of, of anybody's festivities. It's Mother's Day. I can't talk to nobody. I can't I can't hug nobody. I, I, I ain't got nobody. This is all I've been hearing. All all I've been hearing is what I can't do for the past 12 years. All I've been hearing is what I can't do. I, I can't even go to church. I can't even go to church because I'm, I'm, I've been deemed by society so unclean, y'all, that I can't even go to church. The woman says, let me tell you something. I want to tell you what I heard for the last 12 years. All I've been hearing is what I can't do. As a matter of fact, the woman said, the woman said that she said, I've been hearing what I can't do. She says, but I've also been hearing what can't be done for me. He said, let me tell you what I heard. I've been hearing that because that, I've been going to all of these doctors and y'all know how expensive it is to go to the doctor. I've been going to all these doctors and none of them can't figure out what's wrong with me. The only thing they can see is that I got a problem. They know I got a problem. They know what the problem is. They have no idea what's causing it and they have no idea how to stop it. She says, all I've been hearing for the last 12 years is what I can't do and what can't be done for me. She says, I've been hearing that they can't heal me. They can't figure out the cause. They can't figure out what, how to stop it. They can't figure out the cause or a cure. And then she says, then I've been hearing that I can't afford to even see no more doctors. I don't got no money left. They, the, the hospital done wrote off everything that they gonna write off for me. I done filled out the, the, the hardship form so many times they telling me I ain't no more hardships left. I, all I've been hearing is what I can't do, what can't be done for me, and frankly I'm sick of it. Woman says, let me tell you, let me tell you what I heard. She says, she says that the, the doctor's been telling me that there's nothing else they can do. The doctor's been telling me that I'm just going to have to live out the rest of my days in the same state that I've been in for the last 12 years. This is all I've been hearing. This is all I've been hearing. One translation of the scripture says, now th this translation says that she, that, that she, uh, um, that she suffered terribly from bleeding and she was treated by many doctors. That's what the good news translation says. If you look at other translations of the scripture, y'all, other translations say, say that she suffered many things from many doctors. She suffered many things from many doctors, which means, which means as she was trying to get cured, she was being hurt in the process. Hmm. Uh, is, is anybody in the comment section going to be honest and say, I tried to find some healing in some places that hurt me? Yeah, so, some of y'all was apprehensive about tapping in the church today because you tried to find some healing at church one time and you found some hurt instead. Uh, uh, is, is anybody going to be real and say there was some times in my life, there was some people in my life, there were some places that I went where my intent was to get healing and instead I got hurt. The Bible says 
that she suffered many things from many doctors. They, they, they were hurting her physically. It was, it was painful for her to go through the processes and procedures only to come out with the same results. She suffered many things. It was, it was hurtful for her to spend money that she didn't have in an attempt to get well. It was hurtful to her. She suffered many things from many doctors. And as she continued to suffer many things from many doctors, she kept hearing the same thing. She heard the same thing. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And I can imagine y'all that every time she went to a new doctor, she heard the same thing from a new doctor. Every time she went to a new doctor, the new doctor said, yeah, I'm different from that doctor. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not like all these other doctors. Please, please, somebody say amen before I have to start telling your business because because the woman was hearing this from doctors. <laughs> the woman was hearing this from doctors, uh, but 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 some of us have heard this from from relationships. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not like. Uh, I'm not like all these other women. I'm I'm not like all these basic women that you used to dealing with. No, I'm I'm not like all these other dudes. See, I'm different. I'm different than all these other dudes. Okay, okay. See, so some of y'all been hearing it from relationships. Some of y'all, some of y'all been hearing it from y'all's vices. You done you done bounced around. You done went from from weed to alcohol to cigarettes to to co whatever you can get your hands on pills. Whatever you can get your okay. Cause cause I'm not like all these other. Okay, right, please 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 don't make me. Don't make me tell your business. The woman said that I've suffered many things from many doctors. She says, let me tell you what I heard. And all the doctors saying the same thing. No, I'm not like all these other doctors. See, I'm I'm, I'm different than all these other doctors. But the woman says, I, I, I done heard it all before. I done, I, done, I done heard it all before. I, I don't care to hear anything else. But then, y'all, the woman been hearing this same old thing day in and day out for the last 12 years, y'all. But watch this. Watch this. The Bible says... The Bible says in verse 26 that even though uh, she had been treated by many doctors, she spent all her money, but instead of getting better, she got worse. Now, it would be one thing if they just couldn't help and everything stayed the same. But the Bible says that her situation continuously got worse. It, it would be one, it's one thing not to pro, not to progress. It's a completely different thing to regress. The Bible says that after all of this effort, after all of this effort, nothing got better. As a matter of fact, things got worse. The woman says, woman says, I've been hearing, I've been hearing this for 12 years. I've been hearing the same thing. I've been hearing the same thing. And, and I believe that the woman wanted me to share a message with you. Be careful who you listen to. Because there's power in the tongue. You, you, you got to be careful. You got to be careful who you listen to. Because uh, there's power in the tongue. Watch this. Not only does the woman say, let me tell you, let me tell you what I heard. But then the woman says, let me tell you what I think. She says, let me, let me tell you what I heard. I, tell, I told you what I heard. But now let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what I think. We're going through this quick, y'all. I'm telling you, we're we, we getting through this quick. We're getting straight to the point. Look at verses 27 and 28. 27 28 says, she had heard about Jesus, so she came in the crowd behind him, saying to herself, if I just touch his clothes, I'll get well. Says, let me tell you what I think. Let me tell you what I think. Uh -huh. let, let me tell y'all this real quick. I don't know if y'all know this. I don't know if y'all know this. 
uh, but this might help somebody. This might free somebody. This might open up your train of thought, your way of thinking. Uh, uh, every enemy is not the devil. Every enemy is not Satan. <laughs> One more time. Every enemy is not Satan. Watch this. Your enemy is anyone or anything that attempts to contradict the will of God in your life. Every enemy, every enemy is not Satan. Your enemy is anyone or anything. I hope y'all taking notes because y'all should be writing this down. Your enemy is anyone or anything that contradicts the will of God in your life. Pastor, what's that got to do with this woman? I need you to understand this because if you're not careful, you'll start fighting the wrong enemy at the wrong time. Let me, let me help you see it. Let me help you see it. If you're not careful, if you can't properly identify your enemy, you'll be in the fight of your life throwing punches in the wrong direction. Watch this. The reason why this is important to know is because although every enemy is not the devil, all of your enemies function similarly. So it's easy to get distracted and get caught off guard and think that one thing or person is the enemy because it looks like a previous enemy. Okay. All right. So the tactics of the enemy is to influence the way you think. I need you to understand that the enemy can't read your mind. The reason why the enemy seems to be two steps ahead of you all the time is because the enemy is influencing how you think. So it's not that the enemy can read your mind. It's that the enemy is influencing the thoughts that are in your mind. So I don't have to read your mind if I'm the one that planted the thought. What's that got to do with this woman? Woman says, let me tell you, let me tell you what I think. She says, I think that the enemy is trying to influence my thoughts because for the last 12 years, I've been hearing the same thing. She says, she says, I think that I need to start changing what I'm hearing because what I hear influences my thoughts. My thoughts influence what I believe and my beliefs influence my actions. So, so the woman says, I think that I need to start changing the soundtrack to my life because I keep hearing the same thing, which is causing me to think the same thing 
which then is causing me to believe the same thing, which is in turn causing me to behave the same way, which is resulting in the same thing. So a woman says, woman says, I need, I need to start changing my thoughts. And the only way I can start changing my thoughts is to start changing what I'm hearing. And here's the thing about the enemy. The enemy, yes, the, no, the enemy can't read your mind, but also the enemy can't be everywhere at once. We're going to make this all make sense in just a second. Please stay with me. On, only God knows your thoughts. So when we give an enemy credit for knowing our thoughts, we're putting the enemy on the pedestal of God because only God can read our thoughts. The enemy can influence your thoughts, but the enemy can't read your thoughts. Not only can the enemy not read your thoughts, but the enemy also cannot be in two places at once. That, again, is a God characteristic. So just like we are in the physical church right now and you're in your home, God can be in both places at one time. Here's how I know that every enemy isn't Satan because Satan can't be everywhere at once. So the devil can't be in my face and in your face at the same time. But because the enemy can't be in two places at once, there's gaps in which the enemy's influence is, is, is lessened. Let me prove it to you. The woman in the text, the woman in the text for the last 12 years, she's been hearing the same thing. She's been hearing what she can't do. You can't touch nobody. Can't nobody touch you. You can't socialize with nobody. You can't go to church. Uh, uh, she's been told what can't be done for her. There is no cure for your disease. There's nothing else. There's nothing that we can do. There, there, there's nothing that nobody can do. It, it's all over. You don't got no money. You don't got, you don't got nobody to give you no money. You don't got no nothing. There, there's nothing that we can do for you. She's been hearing the same thing for the last 12 years. Uh, but then the enemy messed up. Because she's been hearing the same message for the last 12 years and the enemy messed up because the enemy messed around. Read your Bible. The enemy messed around and let her hear that Jesus was in town. Hmm. Yeah, the enemy, the enemy messed up because because the Bible says the Bible says that that even though she had been suffering, the Bible says in verse 27 that she heard about Jesus. So she says, I've been struggling for the last 12 years, but on this day, this is the day that the enemy messed around, messed up, and let me hear about Jesus. Is, is, there, is there anybody that's been saying, I've been dealing with some stuff. Maybe it ain't been for 12 years. Maybe you only been dealing with it for the last 12 hours. For you, maybe it's only been for the past 12 days. Maybe it's only been for the last year, the past 12 months. Maybe for you, it, it ain't been that long. But is there anybody that said, I've been hearing the same thing and I started to believe it. But the enemy messed up and let me tap into abundant faith Christian church and on this day everything changes because this is the day that I heard about Jesus she says the enemy messed up because I've been hearing the same thing over and over again for 12 years but on this day I heard about Jesus she says now let me tell you let me tell you what I think read your Bible verse 28 she says saying to herself huh, saying 
saying to herself, this is a contemporary version of the scripture. It's a good news translation. It's a contemporary version of the scripture. If you go to the King James, the New King James, the New International Version, if you go to a less contemporary version of the scripture, you'll find these words. And she thought to herself. Because what you say to yourself is a thought. She says, and the Bible says, and she thought to herself, if I can, if I can just, if I can get close enough, she says, she says, I don't got to touch him. He don't got to touch me. But if I can just get close enough to touch his coat, I can get what I'm, uh, uh, okay. All right. So she says, she says, I've been hearing all negatives for the last 12 years. I done heard all the negatives. They, but they messed up because they let her hear that Jesus was in town. And once she heard that Jesus was in town, she began to change the way she thought. She began to change the things that she said about herself. When she heard about Jesus, everything in her life changed. She changed the way she thought. She changed what she said to herself. She says, if I can just get close enough to touch his coat, everything in my life will change. If I can just, if I can just get in his presence, every, everything in my life it's going to change. King of glory, fill this place. I just, I just want to be with you because I'll dance in your presence until you come again. I, I'll sing hallelujah until you, if I can just get, get in your presence. Everything in my life is going to change. And I, I love what she told herself, y'all. But if I can be honest, I told y'all in the beginning that I preach this text at least once a year. I've been doing it for about the past five, six years. And for some reason, uh, today, uh, I got a question that I've never had before. Uh, for some reason today, I saw something in the text that I've never seen before. Uh, and if I can be honest, uh, I saw something in the text uh, that made me question everything about this woman. <laughs> Elder Wells, I saw something in the text. You've been doing this thing a lot longer than me. I'm wondering if you can help me out, sir. I saw something in the text. I'm confused. Uh, Elder Bacon, I'm, 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 uh, you, you've been at this a lot longer than me. I saw something in the text. I'm confused. Uh, the woman says to herself, if I can get close enough to touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Here's where I'm confused. Where did she get that theology? I'm, I'm confused. So I'm, I'm tripping, though, because, because I realized that the woman says to herself, if I can get close enough to touch him, I'll get healed. And so I start thumbing through the scriptures, trying to find scriptural evidence that if she touches Jesus' clothes, that she'll be healed. Couldn't find none. Y'all, I jumped on Google and I start trying to find historical evidence that supports the theology that if I just touch Jesus' clothes, I'll be healed. Couldn't find none. So I'm trying to figure out 
how she decided that if she can get close enough to Jesus that she would be healed because I couldn't find nothing biblical or historical that supports this theology somebody please in the comment section if you know of anybody or any time that's gotten what they needed from God just by touching his cloak please let me know I'm not saying it didn't happen I'm saying I couldn't find it so I'm trying to figure out y'all how it is that she had the audacity to believe that if she touched Jesus' clothes, that she would be healed. Y'all looking at me crazy, just like I was looking at the Bible crazy. I couldn't find... No, okay, all right. So, so listen, y'all. The only thing I knew to do was to go to the source. I had to go to the woman and ask the woman, woman... How did you develop a theology that made you believe that if you touch Jesus' clothes, you would be healed, even though there was no previous or prior evidence that this was the truth? And the woman says, did you read my bio? I said, woman, what are you talking about? The woman says back to me in the text message, she says that because of my condition, I was ceremonially unclean because of my condition I was socially ostracized the woman says because of my condition the only thing I could do was sit in a room by myself so I asked the woman what does that have to do with her theology and the woman said because I was ceremonially unclean that means that I couldn't go to the synagogue because the synagogue was where all the ceremonies took place. So the woman says, for the last 12 years, I didn't have any religion tied to the synagogue. So all I could do was develop my relationship alone. The woman says, did you read my bio? I found myself by myself. And all I had was just me and Jesus. So the woman says, I didn't have no Bible. So I asked the woman, how was she able to have Bible study without a Bible? I asked the woman, how was she able to have worship on the Sabbath and keep it holy without a Bible? And the woman said, Pastor Jay, you got to remember that my story is told in the New Testament. So while my story was being written, I couldn't read it. So when the New Testament was being written, all I had to go by was the Old Testament. And there's a text in the Old Testament that says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I said, woman, I like where you're going. Tell me more. The woman says to me in a text message, not only does the word say that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, but she says, one of the psalmists said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So even though I was ceremonially unclean and I couldn't get to the church, I had church right where I was, all by myself, because couldn't nobody come in the room with me? Couldn't nobody praise God for me? 
So the reason why I was able to develop the theology that I had was because I read a scripture that says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask, get this, or think. Uh, so the woman says, if he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all I can ask or think, then that means I need to start saying some stuff and I need to start thinking some stuff because that makes him obligated to do more than what I wish I was getting this. The woman says the reason why I think what I think is because his ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. So if I think at the highest level possible for me, he's got to do greater than what I was able to think about. So let me tell you what I think. What I think is, is that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches. Let me tell you what I think. I think that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So even though y'all left me for the last 12 years, that I think that he'll never leave me by myself. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you that I was young. And now I'm old and I have never hmm, seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Let me tell. Okay. All right. I'm getting too excited. We got one more point. Y'all, the woman says, let me tell you something. She says, let me tell you what I heard. But she not only says, let me tell you what I heard. Then she says, let me tell you what I think. And y'all, this is what blessed me when I was talking to the woman. The woman said, Pastor Jay, I don't want to just tell you what I heard. Now, she says, I don't want to just tell you what I think. The woman says, I need to tell you what I know. She says, I need to tell you what I know. Look at verse 29. Verse 29, she says, the Bible says she touched his cloak. She touched his robe, his jacket. And her bleeding stopped at once. And she had the feeling inside herself that she was healed of her trouble. Okay. All right. Y'all didn't get it. Verse 29. She touched. Okay. I know why y'all not getting it. Y'all like it this way. She touched the hem of his garment. And immediately. The bleeding stopped. Okay. All right. Woman says. Woman says. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I know. She says, uh, I'm going, I'm leaving, I've been sitting here for 12 years, I ain't sitting here no more. Woman says, I've been repeating the same cycle over and over again, last 12 years, I ain't doing this no more. She says, I got to get to Jesus, and she touches his cloak. But here's the problem. Remember, y'all, she's unclean. She can't leave the house. She's unclean. She can't be touched. She's unclean. She can't touch nobody. Because if you touch her, or if she touches you, her uncleanliness makes you unclean. And so this woman says, I'm leaving, and I'm getting ready to touch somebody. 
Now, now here's, here's the problem, woman. Woman, if you leave this house, that's bad enough. But if you leave this house and you touch somebody, you can be stoned. I'm, I'm not saying this right. This is the way it is. The Bible is a history book too. Okay. So she's unclean. Woman, you leave the house, that's bad enough. But you touch somebody, you can be stoned. So I asked the woman, I said, uh, I know what you think. You told me what you heard. But I don't know if leaving the house and touching somebody is such a good idea. And the woman says, Pastor Jay, I've been sitting here for the last 12 years. Been hearing the same thing over and over again for the last 12 years. I done heard what I can't do. I done heard what can't be done for me. And the text message the woman says, I ain't got nothing else to lose. She says, if I, if I stay here, I'm going to die. If I leave and they catch me, I'm going to die. If I do this and it don't work, I'm going to die. She says, I ain't got nothing left to lose. So I might as well try something. And the something that I might as well try is the something that I didn't try, even though it's the something I should have tried from the beginning. She says, I ain't got nothing to lose. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that you're tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again? And you've decided that today I ain't got nothing to lose. It doesn't matter. They already think bad about me. It doesn't matter. I already ain't got what I want. It doesn't matter. My body's already. It doesn't matter. I ain't got nothing else to lose. So I might as well try Jesus. All right. The woman says, the woman says, I ain't got nothing to lose. Uh, so I might as well try him. And she goes out in secret and she touches Jesus. And the Bible says that her bleeding stopped immediately. But here's what I love about this text. The Bible says that her bleeding stops immediately. And it doesn't say that she found out by checking. No. The Bible says that her bleeding stopped immediately. And it doesn't say that she waited for somebody to inform her. The Bible says that her bleeding stopped immediately. And how she knew she had been healed was that she felt it inside of herself. She, she, she felt it inside of herself. Uh, Y'all not getting this thing. Her bleeding was external. But her healing was internal. Okay, I'm a church baby. I like when the old folks used to say it this way. There's something on the inside. Hmm, working on the outside. That brought about a change in my life. Is there anybody here? Whether you're in person or online. That's ever had an experience with Jesus. And you knew something was different in your life. You didn't have to go back and check on it. You didn't have to wait for somebody else to inform you. You knew before you left the church service. That something was different.
in your life. Is there anybody that's ever had an experience so intimate and so secure with the Lord that you knew before the second was over that everything had changed in your life? This woman said, I knew from the inside that I was changed from the inside out. Mm. All right, y'all, y'all, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I got to tell you one last thing. I got to tell you one last thing. The, the Bible says, the Bible says she felt inside of herself that she was healed from her trouble. Listen, if you keep reading, if you keep reading, there's this whole interaction where Jesus says, he looks at the disciples because it's a whole crowd of people. Jesus looks at the disciples. He says, somebody touched me. Who touched me? The disciples say, Jesus, you see all these people out here? Everybody's touching you. Why are you asking who touched you? Jesus says, no, somebody intentionally touched me. No, this wasn't just somebody accidentally bumping into me. No, this wasn't just by happenstance or circumstance. No, this wasn't by accident. Somebody intentionally touched me. They said, Jesus, how do you know somebody intentionally touched you? Jesus said, because I felt some glory come out of me. Mm. Jesus said, somebody came in my presence and got what they needed before they left and so Jesus looks around and he sees the woman on the ground and Jesus looks at the woman and he don't ask the woman no questions he looks at the woman and says woman your faith has made you whole he says your faith has made you whole watch this y'all you gotta remember that being whole means you lack nothing so the woman told you that when she changed her thoughts, she changed her thoughts because Jesus had to work above her thoughts. And when Jesus begins to work above your thoughts, he'll give you more than what you bargained for. Watch this. The Bible says that Jesus looks at the woman and says to the woman, woman, your faith has made you whole. When you've been made whole, that means you don't have any holes. Okay, all right, one more time. When you've been made whole, that means you don't have any holes. When Jesus says, woman, you've been made whole, that means wherever there are gaps and spaces in your life, they've now been filled. So the woman went to Jesus looking for a physical healing. And before she left, she got everything else that she needed. When she left the presence of Jesus, she didn't lack anything. So I had to do a, a, a checklist with the woman because I needed to make sure that what I was reading, I was interpreting correctly. So I went back to the woman and I said, woman, how did it feel when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole? I said, woman, how did you know that your faith had made you whole? I said, woman, how did you know that you weren't lacking anything? She looked at me through the text and said, Pastor Jay, you remember when you read that I lost all my money to these doctors? I said, yeah, I remember reading about the money you lost. She said, my faith has made me whole. She said, Pastor Jay, you remember they deemed me socially unclean and all the friends that walked out on me? I said, yeah, I remember all the people who walked out. She says, my faith has made me whole. She said, Pastor Jay, you remember the husband who was socially obligated to leave me because of my uncleanliness and I was alone and lonely. I said, yeah, I remember. She said, my faith has made me whole. She said, you remember that the text said for the last 12 years, I spent all my time listening and doing the same thing over and over again. I said, yeah, I remember all the time that you lost. She said, Pastor Jay, my faith has made me whole. She said, Pastor Jay, let me tell you what I know. I'm a I told you what I heard and I was excited about what I 
thought. But once I really got an opportunity to taste and see that the Lord is good, I recognized and realized that I should have took this path from the beginning because when everybody walked out on me, I had to say to myself, I can get all I need in Jesus. When I spent all that I had, I had to say to myself, I can get all that I need in Jesus. When I found myself by myself and I needed a comforter, I can get all that I need in Jesus. The woman looked at me in a text message and said, let me tell you something. Anytime you find yourself in a space in your life where you've got holes in your life, that if you speak those things that are not as if they already are, that your faith will make you whole. Somebody give God praise. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you. I just came here to tell you something. That there's power in the tongue. And the most important message that you'll ever hear is the message that you tell yourself. So let me tell you what to tell yourself. You need to tell yourself that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You need to tell yourself that you are his workmanship. You need to tell yourself that whatever God has started in your life, he will see to completion. You need to tell yourself that you're never alone because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You need to tell yourself that you've got all that you need because the cattle on a thousand hill belong to him and there's no way that he's going to let his child be hungry. No, you got it. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something. Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. There's somebody listening right now. There's somebody listening right now. And, uh, and you've been warned. You've been putting off. You've been putting off giving your life to Christ. You've been putting it off. You've been apprehensive. You've denied it. You've you've questioned it. Let me tell you something. Tomorrow is promised, but it's not promised to you. Let me tell you something. You may not have another chance to secure your spot in glory. I'm trying to tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The gift that we're offering costs Jesus his life so that it will cost you nothing. Let me tell you something. Call me biased if you want to. Let me tell you something. Abundant faith is where you need to be. It's where you need to be. That's why you're here today. You needed to hear me say abundant faith is where you need to be. I'm trying to tell you something. This is the place you need to be. Let me tell you something else. 
you're going through some stuff, you're struggling, you need a little encouragement, you need a little direction, you need some partnerships and relationships, let me tell you something. We're available to pray for you, pray with you. We got you. So we're going to pray, y'all. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. But in the meantime, <laughs> I don't want to take any of our time together for granted. So while we're praying, somebody, somebody is hearing me. Somebody is hearing me. And what you need to do, you need to type out the word salvation. And I don't care where you put it. I don't care if you put it in the comment section. I don't care if you text it to the number on your screen. I don't care where you put it. But you need to give your life to Christ today. You've been living life too risky. You've been living life not knowing where your eternity is going to be. You need to make that decision today. You need to type salvation today. I, I need to get closer. I need, to, I need you to hear what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I need you to see what I'm saying. You don't have time. You, you don't got time. You've been thinking about it. You don't got time. All right? You, you've been tapping in for the last, let's stick with the thing. You've been tapping in the last 12 weeks. That's enough dating. We need some relationship now. Tech, type the word family. I don't care where you put it. Put it in the comment section. Send it to the number on your screen. I don't care where you put it. Type the word family because you need to get connected with the Abundant Faith family. That's what that's what we, we're all about, connection and relationship. We want connection and relationship with one another. We, we preach connection and relationship with Christ. That, that's, that's what we need. We were designed to be in relationship. The Bible says that when God looked at man, he said it's not good for man to be alone. God is not alone. God's got three forms of himself. God's got a host of angels in heaven. God, God's not alone. And if you were created in his image, it wasn't meant for you to be alone either. So you need to text the word family, put it in the comment section, put it, put it in, send it to the number on your screen. Um, e email us, go to afccindy.com, email us, I don't care where you put it. We're gonna pray, y'all. We're gonna pray. We are gonna pray together. But I need you to I, I need you to hear me. I gotta tell you something. We have a 24-hour prayer line. Numbers on your screen. 24 hours, seven days a week. Y'all, let me let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. I wake up at four o'clock every morning. I wake up at four o'clock every morning. And I've gone and checked the prayer line. And there's interaction in the prayer line. And y'all know how phones do. It says two hours ago. That's two o'clock in the morning. 24-7. We're here for you. All right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We honor you. God, we give you all glory. We give you all praise. And we thank you for being God and God all by yourself. 
God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that tells us all we need to know. God, we thank you for your spirit that gives us understanding on what we've been told. God, we thank you for your presence that ties us all together. God, we honor you. And we bless you. God, we praise you. God, we're praying for anyone right now. And when I say right now, I mean right now. I mean right now at this moment. I mean whenever they listen to it. I mean whenever they watch it. Whenever right now is, God, we're praying for anybody right now that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And we're praying that you draw them in right now that they will make the best decision they've ever made in their lives. Now we come to you right now for praying for those who have who have encountered you through abundant faith. Now we're praying for connection right now. And we're asking you to connect us right now. And God, anyone struggling anybody that just needs a little more of you anybody that needs a little more direction anybody that needs a little more love anybody that needs a little more encouragement God, we pray for them right now because we know that in you there's all that we need so God we thank you God we honor you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Listen, y'all, I want y'all, I want y'all to hear me. I'm trying to tell you something. I want you to hear me. Salvation is a matter of life and death. So get what you need while it's available. All right? Now you can text us. You can, you can do whatever you need to do 24-7. Like I said, it's 24-7. Do what you need to do. But I wouldn't take the chance in waiting. All right? So you got options. And we're on standby waiting for you. All right? All right. A couple of quick announcements, y'all. A couple quick announcements real quick. Uh, if you missed our giving time, uh, I want to encourage you. You didn't miss it. You didn't miss it. Um, one of the benefits of technology is that it's always giving time whenever the Spirit of God puts it on your heart. So here we go. Uh, we'll put the information up on the screen for you so you can know uh, your options for giving. We've got three options. You got you send uh, your gifts into the P.O. box. Uh, you can uh, cash up. I'm going to pay church. You can Give through afccindy.com um, and partner with us in ministry and uh, sow the seed that could possibly open up the doors you've been asking for. All right. Um, next, listen, y'all, we, we, we got groups that we're starting. So if you or anyone you know uh, has lost a loved one, if any of you have lost a loved one, We've got a support group for you. 
Uh, I know you think you don't need no support, and that's fine. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But you might be able to help support someone else. Who better to, than to support someone than someone who knows what they've gone through? Okay, so what I need you to do is I need you to email. I need you to email Sister Jordan Sanders. Sister Jordan Sanders. Um, her email address is on the screen. Uh, if you're watching on Instagram, that email address is Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, dot admin, A-D-M-I-N, at AFCCND.com. Okay, Jordan, dot admin, at AFCCND.com. Uh, she'll get you the information uh, that you need. All right? Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, don't forget, we're right back here for our midweek recharge uh, on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Please bring your notes from today. Um, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into uh, not necessarily the woman with the issue of blood, but we're going to dig deeper into the concept and the principle of what you tell yourself. Okay, so we'll do that on Wednesday on midweek recharge. All right? All right. Uh, I think that's it. Happy Mother's Day again. Uh, happy Mother's Day.